thank you and praise you that you're here. You said when we gathered in your name that you would be here in the midst of us. So we believe you are. We acknowledge your presence. We're asking you to take over. We thank you that you're preparing us for eternity. We love you. Give you all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. He is preparing us to meet up with him. He's talking to us about being ready. And I want to just share with you something that God said to me. He said, if you were to give me something for Father's Day, what he would want is for all of us to live with him on that day. For us to give him his, our attention right here and right now so that he can prepare, prepare us for eternity. He would be asking that we would get on our knees and give him attention. Because what he's saying is, if we don't, if we just think that everyone goes to heaven and we don't give the attention to him that we need to give to him now, he can't prepare us for that day. And we're going to be so disappointed that we hadn't taken the time to get to know him. Jesus said over and over again, that we need to be ready for eternity. He told parable after parable. He warned us over and over again that we needed to be ready to stand before him on that day. So it's on God's heart that we just seek him with all our heart, get on our knees and find out what we need to do to stand before him that day. Because none of us are ready None of us have arrived, which means we're not ready. We're not ready to stand before him. So give him that time so that he told me to tell you he's weeping. He's weeping because he knows if he came now, we wouldn't be ready. And it's not as well that even one should perish. So it's not that he forgot about us or forgot his promise. He's waiting for us to get ready. That's what's happening. So I wanted to talk about, or he wanted me to talk about, the banquet that is coming up. And he's invited everyone to the banquet. Matthew 22, Jesus told the parable. And people were just too busy to come. And that's what he's saying today. We're just too busy to come to the banquet. We're invited, and we have to prepare for the groom. We're the bride and we have to prepare for the groom. And when we prepare in Revelation, we're going to read that, then we are going to be, um, we're going to be preferred and we're going to be able to put on that wedding garment. It says, let us rejoice and shout for joy. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come. All of a sudden, it's going to be here. All of a sudden, he's going to be here. And the banquet will begin. And if we're not ready, we're not going to be able to make it. It says, and his bride has prepared herself. Who gets ready for a wedding or who doesn't get ready for a wedding? What bride doesn't prepare and prepare and you know everything is meticulous before you get married right 
most of the time, you don't do something like that on the spur of a moment. And it's important that your wedding day is beautiful. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, we have to get ready. And we don't think that we do, but we really do. We have to get ready. Just like you get ready when you're going to get married, you have to get ready for Jesus to return. And as he said, he isn't here because we're not ready. I had a dream, and it was from him. And um, he's always telling me I'm late. I ask him for correction every day because I don't want to miss it because I know I'm not ready. I haven't arrived. And so he corrected me with a dream. And in the dream, I just couldn't get it together to be ready. I knew the groom was waiting. In fact, I was so late, the vocalist had to take a break. And in the dream, I never got married. I was late. And I knew it was towards the end of the waiting, and that was it. And that's what's going to happen. All of a sudden, the wait's going to be over, and he's going to be here, and it's going to be too late. He compared me to the five foolish virgins who were not ready. And they ran and said, Lord, open the door, open the door. And he said, I wasn't acquainted with you. We have to prepare for his return. It's vital. And we read it right here for those who were prepared. She has been permitted to dress in fine, radiant linen, dazzling and white. For the fine linen signifies the righteousness, the upright, the right standing with God, those who lived godly lives. What is a godly life? It's separated unto him. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, you're committing, you're getting engaged to him. You're on his side and you don't step backwards. You don't go into that old relationship again. The relationship is with him forever and ever, for eternity. He's asking you to marry him. Um, then the angel said to me, write this down, blessed, happy, and to be envied who those are summoned, invited, called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And these are the true words of God. And in Matthew 22, Jesus tells the parable. And he went to the highways and the byways, and people were just too busy. And it angered the king. Which, what is Jesus saying? It's angering him that we're too busy. You know, when I go out, when he sends me out, people are too busy. They don't want to hear it. They don't want nothing to do with Jesus, very many people. They don't. But you know what? On that day when he shows up, they're going to so regret that. And you know, Jesus wants us to know, he told us in Matthew 4, as soon as you hear the word of God, the enemy is going to come with distractions, offense, all kinds of things to steal Jesus from us. He's out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's out to take God from us. He wants to steal our eternal life with him. My mom went after him. She wanted to move in. How many of us are like that? She wanted to move in. She was seeking and knocking it. And then he told her, you know, Matthew 7 isn't about seeking stuff. It's about seeking that revelation knowledge. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and that door will be open to you. He's going to tell you. He doesn't hold back. He wants you to know. 
But when you keep on seeking and you keep on knocking, you're saying you're serious, that you want to live with him, live with him. You want to move in with him when you leave here. If you don't want to move in with him, then you're not going to pay him any attention. If it's not important to you or if you don't believe it, you're not going to move in with him. You're not. Because you're not going to take the time to get to know him. It takes faith to move into heaven. It does. It doesn't fall on you. It isn't, an inat- it isn't a natural thing to have a relationship with someone if you don't take the effort to have that relationship with him. You're not going to just move in with him when you leave here because you don't know him. He said to me, many of my children think they're just going to move in with me someday. Although right here and right now, they don't agree with me, have time for me, they don't know me. What makes us think if we won't give God the time of day that we're just going to move in with him? He's a person and he has real feelings. He gave us choice. He said that. He said, I gave you choice because I love you. Yet you've betrayed me. He said, he told me, he said, we believe him and then he's faithful and then we don't continue in that. Why is that? Why aren't we seeking him? Because we put other, others first. Jesus said, if you would go after God first thing in the morning, if you would seek his kingdom, his way of doing and being right, all those other things that you're chasing, as the world is chasing, would just be added to you. It's part of what God wants to give you. Just as he takes care of the birds. And aren't you worth much more than they are, Jesus said. We're not living the importance of this temporary life right here. You know, we're out, you know, trying to fulfill that American dream, and it's so temporary. And can you just imagine, I do things like this, if the earth is going to burn, your house is burning, all that stuff you work so hard to get, it's just going to burn anyway. And you're going to miss the new heaven and a new earth where you're actually going to have the nicest mansion you ever had. What's here and now is temporary, it's futile to spend your whole life going after it. The disciples learned that. When they saw Jesus, they left everything and went after him. Everything. And he said, even in this lifetime, you won't receive, whatever you give up for the sake of the gospel, you'll receive a hundredfold return. So anyway, in the parable in Matthew 22, um, Jesus said, you know, at first he went to a certain group and then he, he said, go to the highways and the byways, because no one wanted to come. And then there was one person there, and he said, how did you get in here? Because he didn't have on that garment. He wasn't dressed in righteousness. You know, many think that um, works is what is being said here. And it's not about your work. Yeah, your own work is like filthy rakes. Because it's your work. you got to have a relationship with Jesus. And then if you read the Word of God, you can see that you have to be obedient to your faith. Being obedient to the faith. That means whatever God tells you to do, you do it. That's faith. That's not works. It's obedience. So God is calling us to obey Him right now, right here today. Get on your knees. Jesus said, many on that day. Not everyone on that day who says to me, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But those who do the will of my Father, that isn't a work to do the will of the Father. That's love. That's obedience 
to do his will is to live in his kingdom, to stick to your commitment. When you get engaged and then you're going to get married, you're not going to obey anything else. You're not going to let the enemy still kill and destroy from you. You've given power and authority over him. And if you don't know all that, it's because you didn't read the word, because you didn't get in the relationship. And if you're not in a relationship, you don't live with that person you're not in a relationship with, but you get to live with a person you are in a relationship with, and the enemy is out to steal your salvation. We need to be overcomers. We need to overcome him. We need to take that authority. Revelation tells us that we have to be overcomers. Our name will be blotted out of the book of life. That means you can say the prayer, you can get saved, but then when you cheat on Jesus and you keep doing that and you're dating the enemy, well, your name's going to be blotted out of that book. You left him. He didn't leave you. He's coming. He's coming soon. He keeps telling me that. I don't know the day or the hour. He does. But I do know him enough to know he gives us plenty of warning. He told me some years back that I wouldn't be able to do everything I need to do at the last minute. When that trumpet blows, it's, it's done. It's finished. And right now, because I had put things off, I am rushing and working as hard as I can. I'm making up for lost time before he gets here. And I want to suggest, if you hadn't known him before today, we're going to pray. Take all the time you can to get to know him and get right with him so that Satan can't pull the rug out from under you. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that even the elect are going to be deceived. Even those who think they're right with Jesus are going to be deceived. And those who have overcome to the end will be saved. You want that to be you. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. And if you heed my voice, if you invite me in, I'm going to come in and dine with you. You think about what dining means to you. If you're going to have dinner with somebody, with your fiance, you're going to hang out. You're going to exchange feelings. There's so much involved in that word. Just think about it. Imagine it. Dream of it. And of course, you know, our relationship with Jesus is pure. It's love. It's being committed to him. And so we know that. We know that. We know he is just so in love with us, wants to do so much good for us. He gave up his life for you and I. So God's spirit could live on the inside of us. So we could be with him all the time, right here and right now, and forever and ever. He made everything easy for us. All we have to do is believe and when you believe, it's not just something you say with your mouth. It's not just talk. It's your lifestyle change. It's your commitment to him. So when you say this prayer, it's a commitment. And you don't go back on it. So if you want to live with him someday, if, you want to, if you're willing to let him grow you up, Revelation 3.19, he says, I correct those who I dearly and tenderly love. So get excited about being corrected. I want to be ready. I want to be right. I don't want to be thrown off out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want my name blotted out of the book of life. And I don't want to hurt the Father. I don't want to hurt him. And look what Jesus did. Look what he did for us. He laid down his life for us. We need to appreciate that. We need to stop hurting him. He's in pain. He told me that. 
before he flooded the earth. He was so regretted he made man. There was so much evil. And now things are bad again. And he knows what he has to do. And it hurts him. It hurts him we're suffering now. And it hurts him that he'll have to come. And not everyone had heeded his voice. Pay attention. Get the word out. Share the word with anyone you can. Jesus is coming. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if he doesn't come tomorrow or next week or next year. Someday you're going to stand before him. You might leave here first. I don't know. He knows the hour and the day. Pray with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to come and live on the inside of us. And we're just inviting you in right now, asking you to come and live on the inside of us and teach us your way. Help us to heed your voice and stay so committed to you as you are to us. We thank you and we praise you for your promises that they are true. They are yes, they are amen. We thank you that you, your way is higher than our way and you're just going to bring us up to that place. We thank you and praise you. We give you all the glory. You're so good to us. Thank you and praise you. So, Jesus, we have a word here from the Lord, and he's saying, I love you, and I'm waiting for you. I'm patiently waiting for you. I'm long-suffering. It's not my will that one should perish. Just come and rest. Just believe. Just commit. Life will be so much better for you here and now and when you leave here. And I have a call for each and every one of you to partake in the thing I have to do in this last day before I come. I need you to go for me. Prepare yourself for the groom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us. He's so good. He's so in love with us, so faithful. Lord, help us to be so faithful. If you said that prayer today, I would love it so much if you let me know. If I inspired you in any way, I'd love it if you'd let me know. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.